down in twos. <laughs> nah, we do. Baby, breathe. I think yeah, anybody who asks that question uh, that plays basketball, if you said no, it would be you'd be a liar. It's a no-brainer. Everybody would love to play for Chicago. Down the line, you you never know. You know, you never know how life brings it. Maybe maybe I play for Chicago. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Ball Street Journal podcast. Continuing our theme of off-season recaps, today we're going to be talking about the Chicago Bulls off-season. So the Bulls finished as the sixth seed last year. Um, they were 46 and 36. At one point, they were actually the number one seed. Uh, even up until January or February, um, they were off to a very hot start. DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, people did not know if they could play together. They answered those questions very early on in the season. And then they ha- really hit it out of the park in last offseason. So the Lonzo Ball signing, the Alex Caruso signing, and DeMar DeRozan, they were off to such a hot start. We saw that, again, Zach Levine and DeMar were providing them with the necessary offense. Lonzo and Caruso were just swarming on defense, flying around everywhere. And then they had like the complementary pieces such as Vucevic, who's a great presence down inside on offense, maybe not the best defender. They also drafted Ayo DeSumo, who was seemed to be doing pretty well for them as well, and a great complementary piece. And then they hit the uh, injury bug, unfortunately. So Patrick Williams, he hurt his wrist was then pretty much out for the rest of the regular season. He got hurt in the first week of the regular season. And then midway through the year, so we were talking about how the Bulls were the number one seed. And then Lonzo gets hurt. He has a knee injury um, with the meniscus and then misses the rest of the year, never comes back. And then Alex Caruso, we know the injury he had when he was going up for a dunk. Grayson Allen, um, it was a free good foul, hurt his wrist. He missed close to six weeks. And that really derailed the Bulls' chemistry and that they were building and their continuity and kind of really tanked their season and what seemed to be promising. So finished as the number six seed. They then faced the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. They lost game one. It was close till the fourth quarter, that game one. And then game two, they, they won that game. So Chris Middleton got hurt. DeMar DeRozan was masterful in the fourth quarter of that game, and the series was tied 1-1, and there were whispers uh, with Chris Middleton out, the Bulls playing the Bucks pretty evenly through two games, that can the Bulls take this series, um, with especially two games going back home? And unfortunately, that's not how it turned out. They got blown out the last three games of, the, of that uh, series. The Bucks came into Chicago, won both games, and then going back to Milwaukee, they closed the series out in five, and the bowl season was over just like that. So then let's talk about their offseason. The players that they lost, so Troy Brown Jr. signed, left as a free agent, signed with the Lakers. They lost Tyler Cook, Malcolm Hill, Matt Thomas, and then they also lost Tristan Thompson, who's still a free agent, is unsigned. Who did they add? So they signed Goran Dragic, which was actually a surprising move. Everyone thought he was going to sign with the Mavs for sure, given the connection he has with Luka. But I think given Lonzo's injury, unclear timeline of when he's going to come back, he was probably promised more minutes with the Bulls, and that's what uh, led him to sign with the Bulls. 
They signed Andre Drummond, which I thought was an underrated signing, a very capable backup we saw to Joel Embiid the prior year. And so he's going to now be playing for the Bulls as the backup to Vucevic. Um, the player that they got from the draft was Dalen Terry, drafted number 18 um, in the draft from Arizona. And then who they re-signed Derek Jones and were also able to sign Zach Levine. So prior to the start of free agency, um, this was maybe a month out from free agency, we started hearing rumors that maybe that Zach Levine had eyes elsewhere. He might be interested in Portland. Um, he might be looking to sign somewhere else or at least was going to take meetings elsewhere. Um, people weren't sure if this was maybe a negotiating tactic or not, or if he really did, because there was also noise out there that maybe he didn't enjoy playing with DeMar DeRozan as much as we all thought. Uh, you know, we did see that DeMar was getting most of the crunch time shots. He was the he was getting a lot of attention. And prior to DeMar coming there, it was all Zach. And he did say he wanted help, but then we see that when you do get help sometimes, you also have to give up the ball a little bit more and some of the uh, attention and stuff that does come with it. Ultimately, they um, agreed to a free agency contract pretty early on. So Zach got a five-year max contract worth $215 million. Along with that, so Zach is a clutch client. They are notoriously known for negotiating pretty well. Zach also got a player option for the fourth year. And on top of that, he also got uh, a player option as well as a no trade clause. So he pretty much got everything that you would really want going into negotiation. So he, if the Bulls ever thought his contract was um, egregious or it was just too much for their books and they did want to trade him, uh, you know, he gets a say in where he gets to go. And I think that's important for him. And, you know, he got a player option the last year, which what really that allows him to do is that he can uh, get into free agency uh, a year earlier. So, you know, it's a five-year contract, but, you know, if he's on the current trajectory, the cap is going to go up. There may be a new TV deal by then in four years. So he's probably going to opt out and get into free agency and really get one more bite out of the apple, which will be big for him. So the other things for the Bulls, the big question really is they stayed with pretty much the same roster. We talked about their additions, you know, Andre Drummond, Drogic, they are not needle movers like who they signed the previous year. My two big things with them, so number one, when is Lonzo coming back? So the latest report that we've heard is actually that maybe Lonzo is a little delayed in his uh, recovery. He might have had to need another procedure for that knee. Um, and it's really, the Bulls are being very quiet. Uh, we don't really know what is Lonzo's timeline to come back. And I really thought Lonzo was the heartbeat of that team while he was playing, him and Caruso, like I was saying. So he, I think Lonzo coming out of the draft, when he was drafted by the Lakers, he was billed as this franchise savior, uh, a lead ball handler, the type, like a Magic Johnson type. But what we really saw is that he's not that. But when you surround him with great scorers, um, like Levine and DeMar DeRozan, he does all the things that could, uh, join a team well. He plays great defense. He's always moving the ball. The ball finds energy and everyone leads leads to a very cohesive team. And I think that's really what uh, the, they built a good team that, for Lonzo uh, and he fit in perfectly. And I think he was kind of what made the team going. And on defense, he was just amazing. He was really flying out there getting steals. 
and he really improved his three-point shot as well. So if Lonzo is not going to come back, or we don't know when he's going to come back, or he's going to miss a significant amount of time, that is really a huge loss for the Bulls, I feel. The second question is what's going to happen with uh, Vucevic. So he's actually entering his final year of his current contract. There's have been reports that they may discuss an, uh, an extension with him so that you know you have something locked up prior to going into free agency and you don't lose him for nothing next year. I don't think Vucevic is in their long-term plans, but again, you don't want to lose an asset like him for nothing because they're over the cap. They won't be able to just replace him with another player. And you lock him in, you have his guaranteed money, you have his contract on the books, you could always flip him. Um, you may not get much value, but at least you don't lose him for nothing. But really the question is, when they traded for Vucevic, uh, I think people thought, oh, the Bulls are being serious, they're really supplementing Zach with help. Um, but now looking back on that deal, so how many, are we sure that we, we would just not want to have Wendell Carter instead of Vucevic? I mean, Carter's way younger. Uh, he's just starting his second contract. And that was a great value contract by the Magic. Four years, $50 million for Wendell Carter seems like a steal at this point, especially with the cap that's going to rise. And on top of that, they gave up a first round pick, two first round picks. One is already turned into Franz Wagner, who's again, um, looking like an absolute steal at the number eight pick. And then they still have one more pick that they have to give up to the Magic. So that deal is looking terrible really for the Bulls at this point. And so you almost have to extend Vucevic just because of how much you gave up. And then you can't just lose him for nothing. But again, Vucevic, they caught him because he was this tremendous offensive player for a big. He was making threes. He was great around the rim. His three-point percentage has fallen off and he's not been the same three-point shooter that he was in Orlando. And you always uh, were okay with his, his not so great defense because he was this great offensive player. But the offense isn't there and the defense hasn't gotten any better. So, you know, we're going to see if the, uh, if the Bulls are going to invest more in Vucevic just because of how much they gave up for him. And if they do, how much? Is this something that's going to really hold them back, his contract moving forward? So that's really the two biggest questions with the Bulls. What's going to happen with Lonzo? What's going to happen with Vucevic? You assume that Levine's going to stay where he's at. And DeMar DeRozan, you know, he, he signed a three-year deal. So he's uh, only got two years left. And, you know, he made, I think last year may have been the peak of his career, what he, the kind of work that he did last year. I don't know if he can replicate that, but, you know, you only have him for two more years. So his contract will be off shortly and it's not really going to hold him back too much. The Bulls, you know, if, if healthy, they have this really interesting team, but it, the really, it's, can they stay healthy and what are they going to get from Vucevic? It's going to be exciting to find out and I can't wait till the season starts. And that's it for this podcast, guys. Signing off. Bye. I want to give a shout out to our producer, Sandeep, a.k.a. Sandy. And to let all the listeners know to help us out and follow us on Instagram at BSJPod and on Twitter as well at BSJPod. You can also find all our episodes uploaded onto our website at www.bsjpod.com. Thank you.